listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can support the show financially by going to blackandgoldhockey.com and clicking on the fanatics.com banner before shopping online. You can also purchase exclusive Black and Gold Hockey Podcast merchandise in the official B&G shop. And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show. Bruins fans and welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Today's episode 129 is being recorded on May 25th, 2019 and brought to you by our awesome show sponsor, betonline.ag. We have a long list of topics to discuss in this episode as the Boston Bruins get set to play the St. Louis Blues in the Stanley Cup Finals starting on Monday night at TD Garden and hope to add some audio in the second hour of this show of an incredible story about a Bruins fan from the United Kingdom our boy Rob's area of the world, uh, who's paying a heavy price to be in Boston for games one and two. Uh, but before all that, let's uh, tee up the final series of the 2019 postseason. I'd like to welcome back to the panel host Rob Tomlin and Court Lalonde. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hello. Uh, Did we already lose Rob again? I well, see that was him. quick. I can't hear him. Hey. I heard him breathe. There, I heard him breathe. What's up, Rob? <laughs> that was a very awkward pause, my friend. Yeah, that was like, yeah. talk about pause there. I know, I'm all right. I just had like a little bit of internet struggles, but it is what it is. It's that all that Brexit stuff, eh? Oh, yeah, they're just cutting us out from the rest of the world. Well, you just lost, you just lost, we got some political on here. You just lost Theresa May, so shouldn't you be happy now? Oh, no, we've lost her. <laughs> no, I said, shouldn't you be happy? That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, but that's like losing Donald Trump and having <laughs> hey we gotta watch it. the rest the rest of those guys it's just... the UK and Canada that can't stand that man half the US well, world of men we gotta watch yeah you know uh, I'm sorry podcast. Oh, I'm not sorry the guy's a moron but that's <laughs> yeah. just my opinion I agree well yeah um, well, um yeah hopefully it'll be fun but let's get back to how's it going with everything uh excited to the Stanley Cup finals are finally here after a long rest, and we'll get, we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, how's how are you both feeling starting with Rob? And is this ex- got to be exciting? 
Yeah, it's exciting. It's been a long way. I don't think the playoffs have been done like this recently. Seems like a long layoff between series. Um, the Bruins have 10 days rest before the first game, I think it is. So, Is it 11? Maybe 11. I'm not a math major. so Even worse. But um, yeah, neither am I. I'm from England. Don't worry. We don't do math. Um, <laughs> we don't do dentists yeah. either. <laughs> well, well, it's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Hopefully the Bruins can stay strong. I know they had the scrimmage the other day, but just hoping everything goes well in game one. Corey, how are you feeling, bud? I'm feeling all right. I'm, I'm, I know I hate saying, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a pundit and I don't know, but it's like for the first time ever, I'm just like, I don't think the layoff is, I think it actually plays in the Bruins' advantage. They might look slow, possibly coming out the gate in the first game, but I think now that St. Louis is already, um, St. Louis is going to be off for six days. It is. I don't think it really matters between the two teams who's been off the longest. To be totally honest with you, um, I still think the Bruins are going to win this. Yeah, the uh, the the layoff. Regardless, it's um, looking back to the 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 um, the bye week. Uh, they came back and and won a decent amount of games shortly after that. So uh, I'm. I'm hoping that the Bruins do show up and play. I, I, I'm, I know they're going to be ready. I know Cassie's going to put them through the rigors of, of um, you know, mental preparedness and, and on-ice situations as much as possible. Um, sorry about the audio and motorcycles going by. It's a beautiful May day in Boston, so uh, I have the window open, so save it. Um, so I, I, I just – I know, but I've been getting a lot of heat for the audio and – it's 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 all in good fun, but whatever. I, I've I've muted my video games, so nice. I suck it. Right. <laughs> I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, people. So, be all right. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's all exciting. Um, I'm really pumped, and it's just it's just a long wait to get there. And, and yeah, I want it today. Like I said it this morning, it should be game day. I'm like bouncing off the walls. I've had but, way too much coffee. Like I said, for the certain when you think about it, you got. Thank God it's not game day. We've got a we've got one of our best playoff performers right now who has the flu. Oh. So, you know, and and Krejci, he's he's hurt. Like he's not hurt. Sorry. Well, watch what I'm saying there. He has the <laughs> flu, but he should be okay in game time. And the only person I'm really concerned about is how Tuca handles it. But he's so crazy and quiet. Like I think he'll be fine. Plus, Char getting extra days rest. Let's be honest here. It's an older Boston Bruins hockey club, right? The days rest is going to be a good thing for him. Yeah, and um, before we uh, we talk about the upcoming schedule, uh, I'd like to uh, mention earlier, as we mentioned earlier, the Stanley Cup Finals uh, get underway on Monday night against the St. Louis Blues. So if, you're, if your confidence is high and feeling lucky, we suggest one website that's unlike no other to place a wager. Uh, there's one, only one place to get in all the action, uh, grab the odds, and allow the experts at betonline.ag do the heavy lifting for you. Uh, sports, live betting, virtual casino, and you name it. BetOnline.ag is CLNS Media's preferred sportsbook online. If you're feeling lucky and would like to support our podcast, go to clnsmedia.com slash Bruins and use promo code CLNS50 for 50% signing bonus. Uh, that's CLNS50 at BetOnline 
Ag, your sport online sportsbook experts. I will master these damn ad reads, but um, one day, yeah, <laughs> uh, still fun to do. Uh, still appreciate that them uh, being our sponsor. So we will work uh, heavily on getting better. Um, but just um, if anybody wants to place a bet, absolutely go go to uh, betonline.ag, set up an account, use the promo code, and, and get fifty percent back and and. Definitely do it. You have time. We're recording this on May 25th, so you've got plenty of time to get a bet in on the series. I know I did, and I know plenty of other people have. So um, that guy in St. Louis made that huge bet, right? Four hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like 2011. My wife was in Vegas. We made a bet. Friggin', she left the ticket. Oh no way! Yeah, she left the ticket at the hotel. Oh shit! Which owes me one. Like every time I think about it, all the time. Would she have won? Yeah, it was 2011. Yeah, but what was one? Yeah, but what was the price? Uh, I put down 20 bucks, I believe. So what, what, what do you think he would have gotten in return? I have no clue. I, I know it was uh, <laughs> my brain is not as better off. It, it was like just it was just over it was just over a thousand bucks. It wasn't that much. But, but no, it's still that's good though. Hey, that would pay for me to come out and watch this freaking hockey team because it's 550 bucks a damn ticket. Right. That's Rob's plane ticket over to Boston. Seriously, it's I'm I'm not gonna lie, people and, and, and people I'm I'm Captain Bitterpants on this whole thing. Yes, I'm a it. spoiled little brat and I get my tickets for free usually, but come on. Five hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket? Who can afford that? I I don't know. Like it, it looked great that they had the scrimmage. I feel I think that's awesome that the fans got to uh experience that. But Jesus, five hundred and fifty bucks for me, that works up to seven hundred and twenty one dollars a ticket. Yeah, that's, that's a little too rich for my blood, too. It's a bit aggressive. Rob, what do you think about the prices that uh, TD Garden is, uh, is offering Bruins fans to see this sometimes once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? Mm, not game one. <laughs> huh. uh, it's, it is what it is. Football uh-huh. here is very expensive when it comes to games like this, so I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> really, eh? <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump. Uh, don't talk about it too much. <laughs> Jeez. All right, let's let's jump on these topics. Um, the 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 rest, the rest I of chat. See, it is that bigger, big. What Rob, is this is five hundred and fifty bucks for the cheap seats. We lost his internet connection again. Yeah. So yeah, all I'm saying is, what did you say to me, Mark? What do you think the the loge is? What did you hear it was? I I heard the lows was over $1,000. So the prices were all over the place, over 1000 And, like, the uh, the balcony seats were were right around what you said, if not more. Like the, when you get closer to the balcony row one, the prices just get absolutely more. Yeah, and, and let's be fair here. I was buying them straight from the team, and I, I don't know what they are to the, the general public. But still, I was like, wow. I understand, like I should, like for people to understand, I'm in Toronto, that's what it was for round one. And I get yeah. Boston going, but I, I would, I don't know. I just feel bad. I really do. I understand they can spend all this money and, but damn, it's just not fair to the average fan who wants to go to a hockey game. I get you if wanna, they were three, if they were 300 bucks, I get it. You, you want to see football prices over here. Cool. Really, eh? crazy like especially for a big game like this is 
you you like remortgaged in your house just to go. So I saw the prices. I didn't think it was too bad. But then again, the conversion rate from England to America makes it a little bit easier. But, yeah, for you. Seriously, you should buy my tickets and then not. And I well, pay you. I said, I uh, no, pay you. no. <laughs> <laughs> I see all this sports memorabilia behind you. Yeah. Did you see, I, I've just got empty walls. So, yeah. At least the wallpaper is better this time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious, though, because I didn't come in 2013 because I thought, you know, um, it was too much money because I just bought a house. And now my wife wants to do the backyard. It's like, come on, man. I just can't catch a break. <laughs> this is going to happen I guess I shouldn't be complaining time. about spending money. Like, I, I, I must sound like it's such a dick right now. Oh, well. That's <laughs> what it is. All right. But um, back, getting back to uh, Bruins-related topics, the Bruins, they start on uh, Memorial Day, May 26th at TD Garden at 8 p.m. The following game at TD Garden is Wednesday, the 29th. Then Saturday, June 1st at Enterprise Center in... St. Louis, Missouri, followed by Monday, game four at Enterprise. And then the um, if necessary games follow along with that. Ultimately, if the, if the, seas, if the series ended in, in seven games, it would be June 12th at TD Garden at 8 p.m. So there you go. If, you, uh, if you're feeling lucky on that series, go to betonline.ag and place a wager. It'll certainly help our, uh, our, uh, our show. So... With the rest, going back to the Chara situation, um, how will you? I mean, obviously the leadership's always going to be there, and 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 his past experience in in these types of situations. Um, what is he going to bring above that as a as a player on the ice with this uh, this uh, rest and and sitting the um, the last game of the the uh, final series? I think he'll come back ready as ever um the most important thing with chara is his experience and his reach uh they always say that his reach outplays some of the defensemen in the league just his reach alone so um i'm just hoping i mean the depth with leadership for the bruins will far outweighs the depth in leadership for the st louis blues um if you look at like the aging veterans on the Bruins roster. I mean, half of your core is guys that have been around for the past 20 years in the league. Uh, and then you look at the St. Louis Blues and they have a lot of homegrown talent, but they also have a lot of younger guys in the squad. And uh, the only thing is there's is peppered around their entire lineup compared to the Bruins. Most of their veteran guys are in the top six. So... Uh, it's just one of them. Every matchup seems to be kind of even for both of these teams. Uh, it's just, it, I think this is the most difficult team to go up against. Definitely. And not just because they made it to the finals. I mean, out of everyone that we could have faced, I think St. Louis is the biggest wild card for the Bruins. It's a crazy similar. And, and Cassidy even called them in a press conference like twins. If you when you look at the lineup, it's it's, um, and actually, the weird thing about it is I'm going to bring this up now. And, and my Facebook friend Jamie Lambert brought this uh, tweet to me, my attention, which I, I'm you know I'm bringing it on the show. It's from Jeremy Rutherford, who covers the the St. Louis Blues uh, in Missouri. Um, 
And he said the Blues and Boston have each scored 57 goals in, in this year's playoffs. Um, here's the period-by-period period breakdown. I think the Blues have played more games, though, correct? Uh, two yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, and um, the first period is 16-16 to tie. Second period is 16-16 to tie. The third period, which we all know with the Bruins and St. Louis, really pick it up in desperate situations, have scored 24-24. to and the overtime is tied at one, two. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how similar these things are? I mean, to me, well, yeah, they're, they're both, tw- well, obviously the 12, so St. Louis is 12 and seven, Bruins are 12 and five. Goals four, 57, 57. The goals against, though, is where the Bruins win. Like, this is where I think they're going to take the series. St. Louis defense is fantastic. Like, you're going to see Bo Meester and Parenko up against the Bergeron line every time they touch the ice. Right now, this Biddington's great, but I think people are underestimating Rask. Biddington has left in 48 goals. Rask has oh. left in 33. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say Rask. The Bruins have a 33 against. The St. Louis Blues have 48 against. Some of these could be empty netters. But Rask has got better stats. Like, and also, the one thing the Bruins have, and they talked about it a lot here in Canada, the special teams. St. Louis is horseshit. This could change in the finals, but they have been terrible on the power play. They're at, they're at 19% when the Bruins are at 34%. And their PK is at 78%, and the Bruins are at 80, 86.3. So right now, the Bruins have the edge in special teams, and they have the edge in goaltending. And if we look at what has won them hockey games so far in these playoffs, it's the opposite of what 2011. Because 2011, they had no power play, yet Tim Thomas stood on his head. Now they have a power play and Rask is standing on his head. Love it. Also, if any team knows Jordan Binnington's weaknesses, it's the Bruins. Seeing he played in Providence, the coaching staff is still there in Providence. The goaltending coach is still here. Everyone who's had anything to do with Jordan Binnington's time in Boston, who will know everything about it, is free to talk because the Providence Bruins are no longer in the playoffs. So... We'll touch on that in a little bit, Rob. Um, the, the, another thing is the, uh, the Blues and Bruins matchup in the regular season, um, dating back to the 2014-15 season, is 10 games. And uh, they're 5-5. Five and five. They split. Both teams have uh, 26 goals in that time frame. Um, the, the Bruins have won at TD uh, three times and one on the road twice. So still very, very similar. Um, yeah, it's just... It's crazy. And they, and they have Bozak now who can win draws that they didn't have before. They have a guy that, for some reason, is just like Matthew Shane, can score against the Bruins, which is Patrick Maroon. Like, it's going to be a great series. Um, it, oh, I but I so. still think it's going to be a lot like the Columbus series. I really do. What do you think about that, Rob? Yeah, I, well, I said I think this goes to seven. Um, I really think it's going to be one of those where it's just every line matches up well against each other and it's low-scoring games. I think you're probably looking at two goals when you're a game in this series. Um, that's a scary thing. The only other thing is we, we said this about a few other matchups where it was very even with other teams and then one's gone on to sweep the other. Um, 
it's just one of them. It, it's so even. You, I don't think anyone can call this exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, it's certainly going to be tight. And, and, Otherwise, and we'd be vetting. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. And if we yeah, but it. there's a lot of times you can see like a big difference in a team and you can kind of guess what's going to happen. I mean, a lot of people guess that Columbus would beat Tampa just from the way that they were playing at the time. I um, didn't. I, I had a feeling that if there was a major upset this Stanley Cup, it was with that team. So. Really, yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, so many teams come into this playoffs after winning the President's Trophy and then just choke. Um, yeah, the Burns did yeah. it that one year against Philly. What was, it was no, Philly with round. the reverse sweep. Yeah, and then the second yeah. round, the year they won the President's Trophy, they lost in the second round, right, to, to yeah. Montreal? Well, they always say there's a curse with the President's Trophy. And there's also a curse if you lift the Oh, cup. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there's a curse if you don't put on your... You There's skate, a curse right? for everything, it looks like. Left to right. That's, that's the right way of doing it. <laughs> uh, speaking of curses, and, and hopefully we're not starting one, but how about David Backus going back to St. Louis after 13 seasons with them, never gotten this far with them, and then going back on, as a, a member of another organization? And, you know, obviously, hopefully the uh, – the the better ranked team coming through this and not and winning this whole thing, possibly on on uh, Enterprise Center Ice, uh, wouldn't that be a kick in the ass? Yeah, um, I think in an interview the other day that he said he has many friends on the team, but everyone's an enemy once it becomes game time. The guy still hits like a train, uh, and. With the Blues being a physical type of team, I think you need that guy like David Backus throwing his body around, especially in the top six. Um, but it's also a reminder of their lack of leadership from now. I mean, they, they do have leadership there, but they had a guy like David Backus, and now he's with the Bruins. I'm sure he can tell the guys like little bits about players that are there. I mean... You got Jay Bowmeister, he's been there for a while. Um Alex Petrangelo. Yeah. So I mean, he's gonna know weaknesses, they're gonna know his weaknesses, how much either team can compromise off that. We'll have to find out. But David Backus is definitely a leader in this locker room. Yeah, uh, I don't know if any guys have been watching the Quest for the Cup videos that are on YouTube, you can watch from the NHL. They're phenomenal, and you can see before every game, it's just Bacchus, Chara, and Bergeron, and then Marshy will will chime in with a little, yeah, what Bergy said. <laughs> kind of really funny. Like seriously, that's that's like all he added to it. I'm like, okay, yeah, what Bergy said, good one. I love that little bastard. <laughs> yeah, same here. I just thought it was funny because I'm like listening to it, and it's just like, yeah, what Bergy said. I'm like, hmm, okay. Um. But yeah, Bacchus means a ton to this hockey club. I, I said it on the last week's episode um, when I mentioned ever since the towel wave. He's been one of the best players on this team since he came back. Yep. I totally yeah, agree with that. And we have it on record. So if you want to bring it up and say, hey, guess we called that. I'll be like, I got I it. Just, I like the guy, man. I no, know I do not too. The best. I know he's not the best. You know, he's old and blah, 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 blah. But I'm old too, man. 
Yeah, I am too. I'm, you know, it, it is what it is. But I mean, in these playoffs, and, and as much of a story as this is, and and how much all these fans are feeding off of what he's done, and every member of this organization has done. Do you bring somebody like back? Like, do you bring him back? Um, and he not choice. I know, but but uh, not entertain any uh, thoughts about a buyout, not entertaining any thoughts if he could be traded. Um, I mean, if the Bruins win a championship this year, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, and I hate doing that, but um, if they win and they want to do it again, is it – do you need him back I, the way he's playing right now? Out. No? It'd be pointless. Because it'd be a lot of money. Yeah, we still the same cap hit, I believe. It's like crazy. It's like pointless. Yeah, and you just spread it out against more years. And I think if you've got to sign guys later on down the line, That's when you could have been yeah. rid of his cap hit, I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot doing that. Like, I, I could be just... wrong. Someone can tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought buying him out is almost pointless. Yeah, because yeah, you, you double. I might have fumbled that double the years no, you right. have to pay him. You fumble nothing. I think he's got, what, has he got three or four years left? No, 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 no. He's got two years. Two years. So you'd have to pay him four years. At, is it three million a year? Yeah, but it's 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 still like hold on. I don't even know why we're having the conversation. You guys need the conversation. I'm getting cap finally going now. Yeah, just go on it. I'm pretty sure you get like no. There's there's really nothing you get out of buying him out. It's almost pointless. Yeah, but I, I don't. I'd entertain a trade. Sure. He's got one it, more full season. Yeah, 2021. And if yeah. you buy him out, buy him out in the system. It'll, it's like worthless. Yeah. I mean, they, they can use that guy. I don't think there's anyone coming up that's mm-hmm. going to play right wing that's going to be better than David Backus. 666,000. 666,000? No. Oh, 3.6. I'm sorry. 3.6 million, and then it goes to 666666. Yeah, it's almost pointless to buy him out. All right. Yeah, just pay the guy. I I just think they have to ride out what they've done. They paid the guy. You just pay him, keep him around. Even if he's a healthy scratch, his wisdom in the locker room is worth it. His money is what you hopefully want to just give Krug, right? Yeah. But the guy shows up when it's needed. We've seen it these playoffs. I mean, the guy was a healthy scratch at the beginning. And since then, he's been one of the better guys on the ice. I mean, maybe he doesn't put up the points, but he gets everyone motivated to play that Bruins style of game and throw the body around. So I'd, I'd like to see him stay at least one more year. Fair enough. Um, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about the goaltending uh uh, matchups for this uh, Stanley Cup final series between the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues. We'll be right back. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! David Backus. And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world!
And we are back, Bruins fans, and got to talk about the goaltending. I know uh, Rob touched on some of the uh, comparables earlier, but it, this is very interesting to me because of the fact is that, that Bennington was with the Providence Bruins, as Rob did mention, and was under the, the skillful watch of, of um, Bob Asenza and, and new assistant goaltending coach, which has been around for a, oh, about a year now, is uh, Mike Dunham, former NHL goaltender himself. Um, Seeing those blue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and University of Maine, uh, Black Bears. Um, so, I, I know that it's obviously these guys didn't know what was going to happen. Nobody sees the future. But, you know, being alongside him and seeing his weaknesses and his tendencies – and even the players that had chances to play with Bennington while he while he was with Providence, um, you know, can can add additional intel on what they've seen in the past and what he what what he's uh, what he can do and what he can't do. Um, but I, I just want to touch on the narrative. A lot of people think that the Bruins owned Bennington, which was very strange that people cannot figure out the internet these days, and it really bothers me sometimes. Uh, I don't know. I know I have I have troubles with the internet too. I'm not perfect, but it's um, he was loaned to the organization because the team the St. Louis Blues lost their affiliation in the American Hockey League. No, he refused to report to the ECHL. Yeah, that's he was meant to be moved down to the ECHL. Yeah, he refused refused to report. They didn't have a team. They were they were dispersing all the players. No, I understand that. What we're saying is go down for assignment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, all right. So, th- yeah, so there was no AHL team. They were dispersing their players all around the league to get them appropriate development in, in certain areas, and he did not want to go to the East Coast Hockey League because he's right, and you guys are absolutely right. It's a level down. It's not good for him moving up as a young goaltender. Um, so they reached out to the Providence Bruins and, and, and the Boston Bruins, and they obliged with a, a loan that brought him. and. Um, to uh, to split the uh, pretty much the season with uh, Zane McIntyre, so and he played outstanding. He had his Bennington had the best pro season of his career, not including what has happened this season and throughout these playoffs. Um, pretty much brought this team, the St. Louis Blues team, out of the last place in the league to where we are today. Um, but the intel on him is, is very interesting to me and what Ascenzer and Dunham are giving Sweeney and then filtering it down to Cassidy and, and, and Dean and Pendolfo and Sacco. So what do you guys think? Do you guys think that, I mean, is there a book on him? Can we expose that? And, and can, this, can the Bruins be the better team versus a goaltender that's, that's riding a high and a great story? Well, when I played beer league, I used to get so pissed off because if I had to play one of my team's players who had gone on to another team, I knew every time that the guy knew where to shoot. The guy knew what to do, knew what I'd bite on, knew how to beat me every single time. And we had, I think, three players go to three different teams, and every time we played those teams, I just said, oh, this is not going to be good. Because they, they know the weaknesses. I mean, you saw those video of Malcolm Subban getting really stressed out during practice because the guys kept going for the exact same spot because they knew that he couldn't save the puck. 
it's one of those things. You you get a read on a goalie. If you shoot on him for long enough, you get a read. You know where to shoot. You know what moves to do to get past him. You know what makes them bite, what doesn't. That's a lot of information if you're going to play against a guy that you used to know. And I think the Bruins exploited things like that when they've played against other goaltenders that they've had in the past. Chad Johnson, Anton Hudobin, everyone around the league that was a former Bruins goaltender. I think the Bruins exploited them when they played against them. And a lot of teams refuse to play the ex-player because they know that it's a weakness. So I think going into this series, the Bruins have the one-up on the St. Louis Blues. It's not like St. Louis used to play against Tukarask every every afternoon. Nowhere to shoot on him. I don't think there's... Is there anyone on the Finland national team that's in the St. Louis Blues organization? I don't believe so. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Russ has been around long enough they can all see. Like, oh, yeah. It, it's an advantage, but it's not that much of an advantage. Like, they've, they've talked about it here, and, like, even Cassie's like, well, you know, we, we do have more knowledge than we would have against any other goalie. There's the advantage. They have more knowledge than they would have. But... I still think Tuka's – it's still going to come down to Tuka versus Bennington, and right now I would say Tuka's the better goalie. Yeah, absolutely. And we have the better defense. I really feel that way. I look at it. They have Parenko, they have Bo Meester, and they have um, Petrolangelo. The other kids are pretty good, but they yeah, don't compare Edmonds. to Krug, Chara, McAvoy, and Carlo at all. So, yeah, the I'm one really – the one you had in – you add in Grizzlick, who's been playing outstanding and jumping up in minutes. Exactly. I mean, you've had Campus step in when needed. Mm-hmm. I know Colin Miller's not uh, – Kevin Miller, sorry, isn't going to be back to this series, it seems. Hey, Colin um, Miller's not going to be back either. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be back with Vegas. So, um, but He was amazing. We should have let him – we should have kept him. <laughs> Are you sure? Um, but, yeah, I mean – Guys have stepped up when needed, and the only thing with this series is the St. Louis Blues seem to have, not intentionally, but they've injured quite a few players going through the teams that they've gone through. So the main thing is the Bruins have been so good because they've stayed healthy. Going into this series, they just need to stay healthy. That's the main thing. Uh, moving on to the next topic is the Bruins offense versus the Blues offense. And uh, we talked about the goaltending, we talked about the defense. And so now what, what do the Bruins expect from, from this line that is just, when you look at the roster, there's some very, very potent players on that team that uh, um, are going to bring it. And, and I know that the Bruins are going to match up, but just thoughts on when you look at that roster and, and, and what you could expect. Well, I think their depth is better than ours. I mean, you've got a guy like Steen on the fourth line. Uh, Sunquist has been crazy for them recently. Jordan um, Swartz is lighting it up. Yeah. I mean, you look at every single one of their lines and they've got an established probably 10-year NHL vet on each line. You look at the Bruins, I think when you come to the third line, you start to see those yeah. younger guys. I mean, you've got Charlie Coyle, uh, you've got Joe Marcus Johansson. Yeah, I mean, those guys are veterans, but... Bruins have uh, guys that have won cups. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's don't huge. get me wrong. Yeah, that but, is huge. Yeah, because I'm like 100% disagreeing with you. I, I look at their roster and think, 
Ah, they got guys that can bang bodies, but the Bruins don't get intimidated. The Bruins yeah. can outskate outskate this hockey club. They can outscore this hockey club. I still think our third line is better than their third line. I think the fact that we have a third line and then Sean Corrales' line has been everybody. There's not been one team in this playoffs who haven't thought that Sean Corrales' line is not just a big pain in the ass. And that's amazing. And the Bruins have Stanley Cup winners on their team. Absolutely. Does St. Louis have any guy on that team that's won a cup? Nope. They have guys that have like Joe, Joe Bo Meester's got great experience. It's just hey, it's just my opinion. I, I get it. Like Schwartz, they're all good. Tarasenko's good, but I don't know. I just don't. I I see the Bruins just the only guy that the only thing that scares me is that Bartuzzo guy. He just throws a body so like I don't want yeah. guys to get hurt. He ended right. up just hurting players. Yeah, and I mean the Bruins need to just do what they've done and create turnovers because the the Blues seem to panic when they create turnovers in their own end um, and if, if you look at every single line on the Bruins they're creating turnovers they're going two men deep into the zone and leaving that guy out around the net um, it's just the Bruins need to play to their strengths and the good thing is that the Blues players like their main players started to heat up in that last series and now they've got to rest and hope that that heat continues. Whereas the Bruins have been hot all, all postseason, all season. Every single guy has been doing what they need to, to get this team to the playoffs and to the finals. Whereas the Blues struggled out of the gate, were in last place in the league. Yes, they fought the way back to be in the finals and do all that, but you look at a guy like Tarasenko, he was missing for the first two playoff series. The guy didn't really put anything up. And then against the Sharks, he put up points, but now he's got to rest for, I think it's six days. So I'm just hoping these guys come in and they're back to square one, what they were in round one, because half of their guys were missing. I'll tell you, I mean, this, this Bruins team seems very comfortable in that locker room. And I'm, I'm just, for instance, I'm looking at a video right now of Jake DeBrusque, and he, and he honestly looks like somebody that's uh, just got in a tank in Normandy, popped out and just said, hey, we're ready for battle. Uh, he's got that, that winter hat on. <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. Uh, check it out on Twitter, on the Boston Bruins official Twitter account, because he just seems to wear that hat all the time now. And it's just... Maybe it's a, the uh, good luck charm for him, and hopefully he can get some uh, some big goals in this series. Yeah, well, I just guy. think the Bruins are just so much. It's just like a different team. There's a like there's an interview with Bacchus where he just says, "I've never felt this way before on a hockey club." We just got this mojo this year. Crazy. They're just all happy. There's not one guy that we've seen that seems to be moping around. I think the only guy, like you said, Court, that was moping around got traded out of here for a guy that's come in and been an instant hit with the team. Yeah, Coyle's been amazing. Yeah, and I think everyone's got that same kind of, you know when you meet someone... The other guy that was moping around is in Sweden now. Well, yeah. So, (laughs) you know when you you meet someone and they've got the same kind of sense of humour as you? That seems to be that whole team. When they go out on the ice... They're all having fun. The guys that have a little mess around with each other are having a mess around. 
the guys that switch their head on straight away as soon as they put the helmet on, they're ready to go. So I think they've got the perfect set of people to win a Stanley Cup. The, the thing about what Rob was talking about is having fun is, 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 is important for uh, team chemistry and, and just the family aspect, especially in, the, in these long, this postseason after a grueling 82-game season, uh, regular season. But um, I've heard so many people talk on podcasts and, 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 and really popular hockey shows uh, that uh, also have podcasts that I listen to, like in Toronto, for instance. And they're constantly saying that if you really want to learn how to be a pro in a team environment, just check out what the Boston Bruins are doing because they say that in practices, it's, it's like game situations. You might be able to have fun, but when you're working, you're working to, to really do something here. And not like in other teams when that, like Kiprios was saying on um, Hockey Central at Noon a while back, that a lot of teams don't have that type of mentality of, of it's, it's work all the time. Well, Bruce always says he's like, these guys love to work. They love coming to practice. They love, they want to be on the ice at all times. So, I don't know. Like I said before, this team, is just, it's got me this year. Usually I'm down on it and I'm like, come on, guys. But this year I'm just like, shit, I think they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about. Like, again, I just didn't see this happening. And I know I'm getting, I've gotten called out on the, on the, on the Twitterverse before um, about my predictions. But I know, I know. But it, it is fun. It's just, you know, it's where you see your landscape. It's a personal opinion. It's nothing that's ever etched in stone and, and, and to be risen thousands of years later to be proven I'm wrong again. So it's just... But it, it's also like we've... Every season, it seems like we go back to something that happened earlier in the season. And this season, it hasn't. It's just kept going. You're talking about what's next, what's next. Like, wanting more out of this team and they keep producing it. I mean, no one's turned around and said, oh, do you think Pastor's still annoyed with Jake DeBrusford? dinging him in the face with a puck. No, because everyone's forgotten about it. And I think yeah. Pasternak's forgotten about it because it's just one of them things. But like we we always seem to go back in time and say, well, if this was different or if this was different or if this was different, this time we're just saying, like now we're looking forward to the next round. We're not looking what happened in the last round. Looking forward, we're always going at that next little bit and hopefully – the Bruins can just push through this last series, play like they have done, and raise the cup again. And, and to add on to that, Rob, it's like um, when when Marshan gave uh, Johansson uh, basically a Jimmy Superfly elbow um, when when they faced each other when he was back in with the New Jersey Devils, and when he came to this Bruins team, a lot of the media in there pinpointed and and, and bottlenecked a lot of the questions down to. Uh, your feelings about what the about the hit and how to move forward, and that's exactly how much of a pro he was. And just said, "What? That's the past. We talked about it, and we're moving on." So, uh, and he looks to be part of this hockey club. Like, yeah, I would think they're going to try and resign him. They're going to try. If the money's just not there, it's not going to work. They're going to go. They're going to sign McAvoy and Carlo first. But I would think they're going to try and resign him. If it's friendly, I wouldn't hate it. No. Nope. He's not well. at all. You know Maybe. what I mean? He's, it's just another leader. He's, you know? he's just another guy that's won a cup. Yeah. Yeah. And Seriously. I think they bring back anyone that they can from this team because. Don't they have a guy who's won a cup on every freaking line? Mm-hmm. 
Other than Norse, the fourth Norse, line? Norse, why? Norseman's won a cup? Did he win it with Carolina? No, no Chicago. Chicago. Oh, okay. First year in the league. Yep. So you, they literally, the Boston Bruins, literally have a guy on every forward line that's won a Stanley Cup. Knows what it takes to win. And Coyle has shown me he knows what it takes to win. Jesus, that kid. Like, I don't care if he gets zero points in the regular season. I love that kid. I guarantee that it comes out that he's got to have, like, surgery or something after this series. Because he seems like that Bergeron kind of guy that just won't won't give anything away. Like, could be playing with half of his head cut off, and he's just like, no, it's fine. <laughs> Keep going. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> like, the guy's just gone through everything this like, since coming to the Bruins, I mean, he had that slump at the beginning, uh, came into the playoffs with red hot. I mean, the guy, everyone in Minnesota said, the guy can't win face-offs. That's why he played on the wing. The guy's been, like, above 50% since he came to the Bruins. Yeah. I yeah, everybody in Minnesota is... doesn't know what it's like to watch a successful hockey team, so why are we taking their opinion? Well, Yeah. <laughs> It's nice. like me listening to Leaf fans. Like, Jesus. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> uh, hey, go, jumping on the, uh, the the David Krejci topic and him not being at practice, um, I think this is really important to separate these types of situations because obviously he's not feeling very well. He's under the weather. It's, I don't believe it's due to injury. Uh, nothing's confirmed that, but Bruce did say in his presser that uh, he's just not feeling well. He said um, he's ill. Yeah, so he's not feeling well. But do you remember back in the day when it when it was like these guys that were all of a sudden just like you, you wouldn't get that separation and all of a sudden one guy would like lead to four other guys being sick and then it was just a chance you had to take. But now there's like more precautions on, hey, if you're not feeling good, stay away. Well, Bruce did say if they were in the finals, if they were playing, he'd be playing. Yeah. So they would be all getting sick. So it's a good thing, right? Oh yeah. I really look at this as like I said, this is another omen. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. It just <laughs> happened to work out for them, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, season predictions. I mean, sorry, series, series, series. I feel like that, that the little goaltender and um on slap shot who owns the chief. <laughs> who owns the chief? Owns. Who owns? <laughs> yeah, I'm the uh, northeastern uh, Massachusetts. Guy that you can't understand a damn word he's saying. But anyway. The guy with no teeth in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mo. <laughs> I knew a girl from Florida. She was an underwater specialist. <laughs> I love it. All right, series predictions. Um, I think, uh, Rob, you mentioned it was, uh, did you say seven? Yep, seven. I See, I've gone seven every series just because then they can make me happy if they finish it in six or five. But I'm, I think it'll go the stretch. Bruins in seven. Nice. Cool. What do you got? Bruins in five. Ooh. Because I want to go to game five. And spend, <laughs> spend two mortgage payments to see the Stanley Cup be raised. No kidding. I am going to say six, uh, just for the fact is that um, everything works in my world as four to two. So um, the Bruins are going to win every game by four to two, and they're going to win the series by four to two. Um, that's what I've been. It's kind of a go- running joke with a coworker of mine, Brett. 
I works over in the machining area, and uh, he's a CEO. Always to the boys at the world. Yeah, right, that's like another <laughs> right. thing from Slapshot, right? No right. kidding, we're referencing everything. Yeah. But uh, he always comes up and asks me for my prediction. I say four Dave's to two. Dave's a fucking mess. <laughs> if they Dave's win a, four to Dave's two, a killer. Isn't, that, isn't that David Baxter's number? Bam. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's, here's, here's the thing I ask. Oh, they win I'm the Stanley Cup. <laughs> they win the Stanley Cup. Does Chara and Bacchus just retire? <clears throat> oh, I mean... Oh, what a story. What what it would do to the organization moving forward, it, that would be a huge help. I, I'm, I'm for it. I mean, hmm. just, just imagine how much you could attack the free agency this, this year. They, I don't think they would attack free agency. you got to really think about how well Don Sweeney's oh. managed the cap. They exactly. Hansen. Exactly. I'll take another hit of this real quick. They they still have to pay the guys though if they retire while a contract. No, not if, not if they sign their their retirement papers. There's a difference. Ah, so you can just so say Gatsuk was over. Well, maybe not Char because he's over that age. I think there's you have to be over the age of 35. Um, but Char's cap hits, so Char would come back. But Bacchus, I believe if Bacchus retires and signs his retirement papers. His contract's gone. He's voiding his own contract, right? Right. So no AAV. And uh, nothing. Guys, yeah, it hits nothing. Yeah. But if the guys go on long-term injury, like all these other guys like Pronger and Matt Mark Savard. Yeah, that stays they, on. They were stupid not to take the money. Right. Yeah. The guy's made like $6 million a year since his like third year in the league. So I don't think another $6 million really makes a difference to him. I don't think he does that. But I, I'm just I don't saying. Know. Oh. oh yeah, Bacchus, you saw him. Did you see how much he was crying? Like it broke oh. my heart when they yeah. won that game. He was crying. This is a big it's, moment for him. You know what I mean? It's that's really awesome. The only thing is, you're in the age of the repeat. Like I thought, I saw a cheer from to, Bruce too. Wow. Everyone's trying to do that two peat, like get the cup two years in a row. Maybe the guy, maybe that spurs them on, and they say we can do this again. They can Stay though. The they're not losing their roster. Exactly. If you bring back all these players, like they've got to be a favorite for next year's cup. Sure. Uh, oh, now we're yeah. talking about next year's cup. Jesus. I know. See, always looking forward. Going forward. <laughs> um, yeah, and, 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 and just the story of Cassidy and what he's gone through from when he was a coach uh, with the Washington Capitals to this moment. Um, in his Hashtag life, Bates a douche. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's just that's that's a great story. I mean, the NHL to go dip down below into the minor system and then come back up through the minor pro system into the Providence Bruins and then where he is now is just a geez. If I had the time, I'd like I'd love to sit with him and write a book about it. But um, you know, kudos on him. Um, this is this is just great, and you know, the hashtag Cassidy forever is 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 definitely um definitely worth it so well we were uh, talking before the show before rob got here and i was saying i was like where is he now if they do win the cup where is he considered in bruins lore as a coach he's got to be resigned i got i would i would have to say well, term yes. who knows and and we talked about how hard it is to figure this stuff out i mean Five years, not a, not a, not a, you know, a bad term for me. And money is not against the cap, so I don't care. Give him fifty million if you want. 
<laughs> Seriously, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on, and this might not be relevant to you guys, but um, former Bruins prospect Jesse Gabriel uh, is heading to Australia to play in the AIHL for the uh, powerful CBR Brave per at Bernie Mac of the AIHL podcast. Those guys do a good job. I listen to those guys, and I followed that league pretty well. Um, so my thing is, is Jesse's probably uh, done with his head concussion issues and, and, and able to play and be ready for something in next season. I, I thought for sure that the guy's career was going to be ending, but um, uh, kudos to him for trying to do his best to get back and, and get be ready for a potential um, – 2019-20 return to some organization. Um, if, if people don't know the story, he uh, him and the Bruins terminated their contract. So he's no longer – he had one year left on his uh, entry-level deal, but obviously things uh, could not work out. I heard it was not a very good situation. I do not want to speculate on why, but I, I just want to yeah, give kudos. His dad all over you again? <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to um, – I just I, – I, I, the kid's got skill. I know he's got skill. He's just, you know, he's just got to find his niche in life. And, and I hope he does. I, I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, players like that and turning the leaf and trying to figure things out. So, um, you know, I just don't like kicking the guy when he's down. So. Oh, God, no. And he's a better hockey player than I'll ever be. Yeah. And, and, and you know, those guys down in, in the Australian League, they do a good job and they, they bring in the imports all the time from Finland and Canada and so on. I mean, even a guy I went to high school with used to play for the CBR Brave, um, Ryan Johnson, shout out Amesbury. Um, so I just wanted to mention that and just say good on him. So um, before we leave for another episode, we'd like to thank our faithful listeners and please ask that you all go and rate and view and subscribe to our Black and Gold Hockey podcast on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes or any other podcast platform you currently use. Uh, we also like to thank today's show sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, and as a reminder, please go to betonline.ag and use promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-off bonus. Uh, or go to clnsmedia.com slash Bruins and use the same CLNS50 promo code there as well. Um, so game one, Monday, a couple days away. I, I, I have a feeling this is going to be really good, and I, I, just, I just want it to be here now. I, I'm just bouncing off the walls. This Rob, can you even watch any games? Um, yes, kind of. Hopefully, I mean, <laughs> not sleeping. It's not the next looking day. good, but yeah, I'm gonna try my best. You know what sucks? Every single one of them. You know what sucks about the whole schedule is n none of the like clinching scenarios work on like weekends. So yeah. I'm I'm like stupidly forced to like use if they win the Stanley Cup, I'm not going to work the next day. I think I'm going to be a drunken mess. <laughs> so oh, alcohol. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, but uh, for myself, Mark Albert, Cortland Lawn, and Rob Tomlin, we wish you and loved ones a safe and happy week, and let's go Bruins. Best of luck capturing Lord Stanley's Cup. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, it'll, it'll be mid-series, so we'll do another show within this series and, and maybe possibly, hopefully, another one to celebrate a huge win. Get the duck boats ready. That'd be so nice to say, for real. Uh, go Bees, and thank you very much for listening. Everyone, very much for listening. We certainly appreciate the support. Take care.
Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at Black and Gold 277, at Court Lalonde, and at Rob Forty Bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.